You're good. I'm good? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to clap one more time. Okay. Okay. I'm Elena, and we are here to explore our nostalgia for the 90s and early 2000s, uh, specifically through the lens of 90s thrillers, which is, of course, the best genre of film to ever exist. In each episode, we will walk you through a movie that we've recently watched um, from that time period, and we'll use that as inspiration to really reminisce, reflect, and even critique trends and classic tropes that came up during that time. We will also discuss some fun facts around how the movie was made and probably occasionally go off on a tangent, which is a key characteristic of uh, our friendship and brand. Both Laura and I grew up during the 90s and early 2000s, and now that there is a lot of this nostalgia for this era appearing in pop culture, we're just having fun reliving it, rewatching a lot of these old movies, and reminiscing about our lives during that time. Yeah, and a little bit about us. We met through work. And we bonded over our love of thrillers and candles <laughs> and pets, animals, um, and nostalgia. And I'm from Buffalo, New York, and Elena went to school in Buffalo. Yep. Um, we now live in L.A., and we, when we were going to work, now we're working from home, but we would carpool, and it's a very, very long commute. L.A. traffic yeah. is the worst. We had quite a long time to catch up, and so we would talk our favorite movies, uh, and really discovered our love of the same movies and introduced each other to a lot of these like movies that I hadn't seen or Elena hadn't seen. And of course, discuss our childhood and our teen years and just like finding a lot of commonalities there. So yes, we both discovered that we like love to talk about ourselves and what had happened to us <laughs> previously in life and share stories, yeah. which um, was how we became friends. Yeah. And so today we're going to talk about Dead Calm which is a thriller that I had not seen. Elena has been trying to get me to watch <laughs> for, for like a year. <laughs> a year. Yeah. It's, and I should, I don't know why I was so resistant. I'll tell you why. Okay. Because when I first started it, I was like, I'm not going to like this. Why? Like, I, I don't know. It was just, you know, you have, you have nostalgia for a movie you've seen before. Yeah. And so this yeah, isn't yeah. one that I've seen. Yeah. Of course it became immediately familiar because it has all the same the sort same of like elements. tropes yeah. and elements. Yeah. But at first I'm just like, this isn't comforting to me. It's new. It's going to be stressful. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking for like some element of comfort in that makes sense. a 90s or early 2000 thriller because I know what's happening. It's formulaic. But I, I did eventually be like, okay, yeah, this is like... You're like, wait, this is the same formula? I just need to give I've it like 20 this. minutes. We're just on a ship. We're on a boat. <laughs> um, but I, yeah, so it, it took me a while. I finally watched it, took comprehensive notes, I hope. So we're going to walk through the plot, everything that happened. So if you have not seen this movie and you don't want spoilers, you should not be listening because yeah. we're going to tell you everything you that happened. You can pause right now, go um, watch it, or just yeah, feel like you'll if just... You, Right. Live vicariously through our viewing of this movie. Yeah. yeah. If you haven't seen it and you don't want to see it and you just want to listen to us talk about it, then this is perfect. Yeah. So to orient us in this time, this is actually, it came out in 1989. Yep. So we're a little bit before the 90s, but you know what? This is the very first episode. Yeah. So and it, Elena, uh, tell us about 1989. What okay. was going on? So in 1989, this was a year after I was born. <laughs> um, and so I didn't know much of anything at the time, obviously, but through some research on the internet, uh, we have discovered that 1989 was when um, that original Batman, I shouldn't say original because it wasn't, it's not like it was the first Batman. It was the Tim Burton Batman. But it was yeah. the Tim Burton Batman, which was like the big one. That happened in 1989. Um, I think Madonna's Material Girl was released in 1989. Uh, like um, a Prayer. Like but a I Prayer. Think Material okay. Girl might have been, I'm not sure. Maybe we'll have the to look year that before. Up. Yeah. Oh my God, Like a Prayer. That was that was a good one. Yep, that music so video. Good. I had a VHS tape of all of her music videos and that one was on and I just remember a lot of candles Mm -hmm. yes yeah yeah okay so then Spike Lee's do the right thing which I finally watched that about a year ago and that is so good yeah and it's Obama's um the Obama's first date movie they watched that together on their first date which is exciting so cute yeah um and then mcdonald's we discovered that mcdonald's was trying to sell pizza in 1989 getting pizza from mcdonald's why would you do that? Like, McDonald's has, like, a specialty. Yeah, they were trying Why to. Why would you forsake Domino's and, like, go <laughs> get pizza? pizza hut? Yeah. Pizza hut. Like, why would we do that? Um, but apparently they tried that and clearly it didn't work out. And then also The Simpsons premiered in 1989, which yes. is so crazy because deal. it is still airing new episodes to this day, which is insane. Which is crazy, yeah. Yeah. 
so those are that's to you know that was what was going on in 1989 right before we officially entered the 90s although a lot of stuff that you know that we just discussed that was popular at that time continued to be popular sans mcdonald's pizza um luckily yeah that dropped so okay dead calm back to dead calm so a couple things, like kind of just the general plot and information before we get into the movie. So it's an Australian psychological thriller. It was directed by Philip Noyce, hopefully I'm saying that right. And our main characters are Sam Neill, Nicole Kidman, and Billy Zane. The screenplay is by Terry Hayes, and it was based on the 1963 novel, also called Dead Calm, by Charles Williams. This film represents the first successful film adaptation of the novel after Orson Welles struggled for years to complete his own film based on uh, the same book titled The Deep. I'm reading this from Wikipedia, by the way, <laughs> in case you think that I've put Laura this just together. Has, she's, she's really just done all the research, hasn't this is, seen Dead Calm, wasn't comforted thank by Thank God it, for <laughs> Wikipedia, yeah. yes, yeah. So our basic plot is that this was filmed around the Great Barrier Reef, again, just to orient us in where we are. And this is a married Which is by couple. Australia, yes, yeah. Um, a married couple who they tragically lose their son, and they are spending some time isolated at sea. You know the thing to do. Uh, and they come across a stranger who has abandoned a sinking ship. Of course. Yeah, just the very basics. Yep. And then, if you want to tell us a little bit about yeah. Nicole Kidman, for sure. <laughs> I would love. I would be honored to talk about Nicole Kidman for hours. Um. So yeah, this film uh, was one of Nicole Kidman's final projects uh, that she worked on in her native land of Australia before achieving, as we all know, mainstream international success. Apparently with 1990s movie called Days of Thunder, unfortunately neither Laura or I have seen that movie, so we'll have to promptly do that. Yeah. But Dead Calm, the movie was generally well received. It had, you know, critical acclaim and critics praised Neil Kidman and Zane's performance and the oceanic cinematography. (laughs) Um, Although there were some reviewers that criticized elements of the script for maybe being a little too sensational, as well as the film's ending, which we will definitely get into. Um, Don't you worry. But the Warner Brothers requested that uh, it be reshot to provide a less ambiguous resolution for one of the characters. Characters. So, again, spoiler, but we'll talk about it at the end. Hopefully you go and watch the movie before then. Modern reviewers have tended to assess it even more favorably, with New York Times actually naming it one of the top uh, 1,000 films ever made. That's a pretty prestigious title to get for just a movie that I hadn't even heard of. Not and to I, say that it's not po- I know it is popular, and again, you were trying to convince me that I should watch it for quite And I time. hadn't seen it until last year. Like, okay. I only looked I it up it because we were starting to talk about doing this podcast uh, like a year ago, and I was like, what are other 90s thrillers that were like critically acclaimed that mm-hmm. I don't know about? And then this one came up, and I was like, what? Nicole yeah. Kidman in 1989? So I watched it, and I was very into it and blown away, and then it took... 365 days for Laura to finally <laughs> we agree to watch it. We should definitely check that the first instance of you slacking me. Yeah. Watch Dead Calm. Dead Calm, yeah. Um, okay, I have a little note of where do I know them from, because that is the first thing I'm always trying to do mm-hmm. when I'm watching a movie or a show, like, who are these people? So Sam Neill, obviously from Jurassic Park. Billy Zane, Titanic, which yeah. is like, so he's just, you know. Always on a boat. Yeah, on a sinking ship. That is his genre. And he is good at it, and he gets cast for it. So we have Nicole Kidman. She's playing Ray Ingram. Sam Neill as John Ingram. And Billy Zane as Huey Warriner. And then we have a dog, Ben. Dog. We will definitely get into. Because we will be using their names in the movie as we're talking about this. Actually, we're probably going to go back and forth. Your cat is smelling your dog's tail right now. <laughs> Just the tip of her tail. Oh, yes. We will be having probably animal interruptions. Yeah. There will be cats Regularly scheduled animal Dogs breaks. barking. Yes. So since Elena asked me, or not asked me, <laughs> told me that I should watch this, um, I watched it more recently actually now than yeah. than you. Um, so I'm going to take you through my retelling yes. of the movie, scene interject. by scene. Yeah. Essentially, I yeah psychotically jotted down these notes of every scene. I'm glad you did because I the need movie. this. All right, so we begin with a naval ship docking, and it seems like a happy homecoming. Our lead is looking for his family. He's not seeing anyone. He's realizing something is wrong. Police officers are pointing and staring at him before they walk ominously towards, obviously, to deliver some bad news. Um, no, I'm really impressed that you went this. Like, this <laughs> is, I feel like I'm, I can You're re- there? visualize okay. that I'm there. Well, now we are at the hospital, and <laughs> okay, the doctor oh decides to tell 
our lead that his son is unrecognizable oh. and that he didn't die on impact. It took him 20 minutes 20 to die. Minutes I to saw die. you had this note as well. Why did they do that? That's so rude. No, he was like, awful. And then after Sam Neill starts getting upset, sorry, I'm going to start calling him John, starts getting upset. Um, he's like, well, he, actually he was like kind of unconscious. So he like probably didn't feel anything. It's fine. But it's like, why did you tell him that? I just feel like. That is horrible bedside manner. Like, horrible. Why would you oh, ever be like, hold on, I will get into more about this doctor. So then we see Samuel's wife, Nicole Kidman. Beautiful. So we've got John and Ray. The doctor is now poking her feet rather hard. <laughs> I don't remember that. Okay, well, this is to see if she has a pain response in her eyeballs oh, or anything. Oh my God, oh, I remember that. But shot the way that he, ma- this doctor manhandles her. <laughs> I mean, he's like, he's just like, I don't give a shit about it's your It's so insane. Done. He then pries her eyes open. <laughs> yep, remember that. And is like, okay, talk to her, to the husband. He's like, you got to talk to her. Um, she is looking pretty scared, even for a person <laughs> on a stretcher covered in blood who has been through a traumatic experience. So now we get the sense something bad has happened to their son. He has died, not just something bad. And yeah, something Nicole Kidman bad. was hurt in this as well. So we get an immediate flash. We find out this is a flashback to how the accident occurred. So this baby is so cute. He is so cute. The baby's really cute. They're singing Along Came a Spider. Oh, Oh, he's adorable. But then the baby unbuckles himself. Why would he do that? Danny, (laughs) no. And Nicole Kidman is trying to multitask, but she's doing a pretty bad job. Honestly, she's really bad here. She does not (laughs) react well under pressure, and she just crashes immediately into another car. Danny goes flying out the windshield. It's very horrible, but very poorly done special effects. I do very much remember. It's very bad. He goes flying through the air so so slow. It's like a slow mo, like toddler, just like shooting out of a windshield. Yes, straight. All his legs and arms are straight. (laughs) I will say that this is something about '90s movies that's like really consistent. Is the like really bad slow mo? Oh yes, special effects. Like agreed. Another movie that we'll talk about another time, Kiss the Girls, that has extremely bad, like, just slow-mo montages and slow-mo special effects. And this definitely is a (laughs) It does, because it's, like, so sad, but it does make it a little bit less sad because it's so funny. You're like, there's just a toddler flying through the air. That's, like, a doll or something that you just toss. Right. (laughs) It's not, like hereditary no like scary it's not realistic whatsoever no it's like you're not worried that this could possibly actually be happening because it is very fake but i will say nicole kidman's like acting of her agony and grief over the loss it is still sad that makes it more real we are sad about danny watching danny just like go through the window that itself isn't that real and he is so cute he really is a cute child actor very adorable He's cute before he stupidly unbuckles himself. And now I will worry about that because I've never seen that happen before. But I'm sure that it does and it is horrifying. Lots of bad decisions made by yeah. people and beings in yes. this film. Yeah, that is what this movie is. Yep. Um, so now we're in present day. We do see that that is definitely a flashback. And this is the first time I realized they're Australian. There hasn't been much talking up until this point. So the husband, I'm going to start just again calling him John. Nicole Kidman is crying and... Instead of like comforting her, he's just like he's gone. We can never get him back, which is not comforting. <laughs> I don't remember that. Why does he say that? That's such a stupid line. I'd be so mad at my husband. He's gone. We could never get him back. He's like, we just have to move on, and that's really not helpful. No, it's so not at all yeah. Helpful. So Ray Nicole Kidman, she expresses she wants to go home, and he is just whispering to her, and he's being pretty harsh and telling her that they have weeks and weeks to of calm days and calm sea. So this is where we get dead calm. So now we understand that they're on a boat and they're trying to heal from this trauma by going out to sea. Which feels to me like a little bit... Not a good idea. Not a great idea and like a little too early and... Definitely. Too early to be doing something and so And also extreme. I'd be so mad if my husband was like, we're just going to go on this ship. Oh. Okay, I do put in a lot of notes here that I continuously forget that he's in the Navy. Mm. And so I've always mm-hmm. confused yeah. why he's so good at being right. out to sea. And then he's like sniffing out the wrong yes. things that the Billy Zane character is saying. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, oh wait, because he's supposed to have like exactly, all this Exactly, exactly. I forget repeatedly throughout this that he is in the Navy. Um, but I guess that's why they're on the boat. The boat is like calming to him. Um, so we hear a dog bark, which is exciting to me, but I will now worry about the dog for the rest of the film. As we both know, yes. it is a trope of 90s thrillers, but really just any thrillers oh, yes. in that decade or two where dogs seem to always have really sad fates they get us with the dog or the cat the pet the beloved animal dying in some traumatic way or getting hurt or something you just have to worry about this animal now for the The rest of the time so i'm excited that we have another character and it's a dog but i'm also now just just worried Yeah, yeah exactly okay so the dog is barking trying to alert them um but ultimately we don't see anything John goes down to Ray, who is in a silk nighty, and Ray is asking <laughs> about the wind, 
And we see she's taken a sedative, which feels ominous. They're, yeah. they're focusing on the sedative bottle. Um, so now Ray is swimming. She's looking gorgeous as John is looking on and drinking coffee. And from the scene, we can see, like, okay, maybe this will work. They seem happy. They've lost track of the days. They're discussing how they don't know yep. if it's a Thursday or Friday. Um, and we see the first boat that they've seen in three weeks, apparently. And this boat looks weathered. According to John, though, it just looks like a boat to me. Ray wants to ignore the boat, which is good. But John wants to help because he thinks they're in trouble. Again, I forget Bad he's idea. in the Navy. So he radio radios over to the boat and does some boat talk, which, again, I thought was impressive, but remembered <laughs> he's in the Navy. <laughs> he only hears feedback or white noise from the boat, which is scary. It tells us this is Very scary. ominous. Yeah. yeah. And then we hear the first and only, I believe, nar, which is no in Australian. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> so she says, nar, there's something there, and it's bigger than a turtle. And it's a man. It's a man in a cowboy hat on a dinghy. He is adrift. This guy is immediately weird. He is so towel. stressful, and they don't seem that phased. He just comes on the boat, and he is, like, running around immediately. He runs down into the cabin. That's rude. And, okay, we see he's traumatized, I guess, but I am still stressed about the dog. I yeah, of course. Now. You're like, is he going to immediately go yes. kill the dog? Like, what's going to happen here? Yeah, so our, we now have our, well, technically our fourth character. Um, he introduces himself as Huey, and he says he's 32 days out from a trip that I think left from Fiji, and he was going to cruise around the Pacific. And he is still being so weird, um, but it sounds like his ship has taken on water and it's going down, so his only chance was of survival was to reach them in this dinghy. He's kind of like a, a damsel in distress, yeah. but not... But he's like, if I immediately, like, if I encountered someone and they are just being so weird immediately... So weird. I'm just like, running around your I boat, need you like to get off property. the boat. Like, yeah, why are you sitting down, laying down... It's just weird. Also, I feel like Huey is kind of a bad name for that character. I don't know why. I agree. It's not really, I don't think it's like, the right name. I agree. He's not a Huey, but he goes by this. Wait, um, is Huey the name of the boys character from Huey from the boys? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. That's more of a Huey. That's a Huey. This is this is not a Huey. Billy Zane. He's is Billy. Not a Huey. He's more like a Billy. Yeah, I yeah. would have been like, I'm sold on Billy. Yeah. Keep your name. So John wants to go see who's on board of Huey's abandoned ship, but Huey says he's alone. And John is shocked by this, and Huey tells him, well, there was six of them, but they all died ten days ago, one by one in one day. So I guess that explains some of his weirdness. Um, And then he throws John all of their passports as, like, proof, I guess, to see if these were the people. So John asks what happens, and Huey goes into this speech. It's a weird speech, and he says, ultimately, they ate some bad canned salmon, which is such a depressing way to die. Does that, like... Does that happen? Can you eat I don't know. canned salmon and then just die? Well, I guess we find we out no that didn't happen. <laughs> um, right. And right. then he has this stupid backwards thing where he says, until someone named Chantal looked at her hand and said, Picasso, I should have painted it. Or Picasso should have painted it, painted her hand, because she had seven fingers. Um, which, have you heard that, like, TikTok thing? Like, what this? Oh, I like it, Picasso. Have no. you seen that? No. Okay, I well, that's what it made me think of week. it. I'll show you it after. Okay. It's a crazy video. <laughs> But that was not what this person was saying. TikTok was not around in 1989. Um, so John thinks this is botulism, which is a lethal form of food poisoning, and it's also Botox. So that is in my forehead. <laughs> I know. Um, when they said that, I was like, botulism? I know. It's like, ooh, that doesn't sound good. So John wants to help Huey salvage his gear, but he is really not giving up on, like, he does not want to go to the boat. Huey does not. And Nicole Kidman has, like, her third line in the movie and tells him to stop thinking about it. He tells her, she says, <laughs> Love Huey, when a, like, like the woman, it's yes. like you're in on the 30 minute mark and it's like you've had three, three lines. lines of dialogue. Yeah, she's mostly just looked pretty. Beautiful, yeah. yeah. So Huey is pretty steadfast because he does not want to go back to the boat. He's traumatized and they're like, okay, cool, yeah, we get it. We've seen a dead body too, their sons. You can just like go to bed. And Huey is like, okay, sorry for ruining your day. He literally says that. <laughs> John is oh, looking kind. through some pictures of Huey. So he's kind of like rifling through his stuff, which I like. And we think these are the dead people from the boat pictures. And he sees a drawing and some notes, and this seems to start to, like, tell a different story that people are fighting. It says, like, the, uh, there's an island cruise that wants four women that are attractive and broad-minded. Broad-minded. So this seems like a clue. He has, like, a little cutout from, like, it looks yeah. like a newspaper of this. So John is very suspicious, and after his 25 years at sea, again, I keep forgetting that he was in the Navy and knows things. <laughs> Still don't um, remember. He does not have a good feeling. But he peeks in on Huey, and he locks him in, which I love. I love that they made that smart choice to lock him in this room. Yeah. And John decides to take the dinghy over to Huey's boat while Huey is sleeping to check it out. And then there's a weird kissing scene between John and Ray. And Ray is barely given any lines and is just doing what John says. <laughs> um, also, like, do you really... I don't know. Would you leave Nicole no. Kidman on the fucking boat? No. No. With him sleeping? Who cares? You don't know... Who, yes, you're right. That's such a bad idea from the beginning. Why, right. Why would he just not... And, I don't know. I would yeah. honestly feel like he should bring her or, like, plan it out. Yeah, he, br- he should have brought her. You're right. Yeah. yeah. So I'm worried about the dog again. He yeah. is barking, and he wants to play ball. Oh, no. 
Um, <laughs> Ray sees a gun when she grabs for the ball, so this is foreshadowing, yes. you know. So I love Ray's boat look here. She looks beautiful. The dog is jumping off the boat to play fetch. What I'm was her scared. boat look at this point? Um, she had on a big hat that tied uh, around her yes, chin. Yes. Okay. Uh, that's mostly what I remember. Mm -hmm. And yeah, uh, I think sense. Orpheus is Huey's boat name. I wasn't sure if that was going to be important, but I wrote it down. Okay. Um, so this is our first jump scare. So John gets to the boat and he jumps on, and then this boat part like detaches and it goes swinging at him, and oh, it's really yeah. dramatic, and it almost takes him out. And I did get scared. It was pretty scary. Yeah. Is it rigged or is it a coincidence? I think it was a coincidence because the boat's kind of falling apart. Now we do see. I doubted him before that it was in disrepair, but it is. It's a mess. So back on their boat, Huey wakes up and the dog opens the door. Wait, I don't remember this. <laughs> There's the dog the scene opens the door of this little paw. Oh on yeah, the door handle, and it's like doop, and then it opens the door. Um, oh. And then he is just looking at him, and he's tilting his head really adorably. Of course, and you're like, what the fuck yes. horrible thing's going to happen to you? Exactly, yeah. Um, so then we're back on the other boat, the shipwrecked boat. John goes down to the cabin. It is flooded, and it is a mess. There's some weird naked women statues mm -hmm, on there. Mm -hmm. Now we're flashing back and forth between the boats. So Huey realizes he's locked in, and he screams he needs to throw up. So Nicole Kidman, Ray, needs to let him out. He's being pretty rude and crazy about this, like, the immediately time, again. Yeah. And he tries to break out when he realizes that the boat has started and Ray is navigating them over to the abandoned ship. He kind of, like, pops out this little window. So now um, we're back on the other boat, and John is exploring, and blood is pouring out of this locked out door. Out of nowhere. There's blood. So John opens it, and there's so much water and blood that floods out, along with lots of bodies. And these are real bodies this time, and they're all cut up. Oh, my God. <laughs> Torsos. Torsos and heads, and he's in the water with them. Oh it God. is horrible. So, okay, there are real dead bodies. And obviously, these were not bodies that were killed by canned salmon. They were No, up. my God. They just, like, fell apart. Yeah. After eating canned they salmon. disintegrated yeah. into neat pieces. <laughs> um, so, we're back on the other boat. Huey cannot get out the little window. He's very mad. And do you remember the scary breathing music? I'm not going to do it, but it's like, well, I'm going to do it. <laughs> no, I don't remember this. Oh, my God. I wish I had watched this more recently than a year ago. I'll play it for you later. Okay, it's okay. so weird. So this scary music comes, and it's breathing. And John comes back on the dinghy. He's like, oh, my God, I saw all the bodies. He knows something. You know, Huey's a murderer. Huey breaks out of the little window. John is telling Ray to jump off. Huey is trying to get control. He shoves her. They're fighting. The music is so intense. It's so loud. It's crazy. Huey throws Ray, and then John jumps off the dinghy trying to get on the boat, and he misses, and Ray is knocked out, and the boat is getting away. So this is bad. When? Okay, I remember all of this happening, but, like, it feels like this happened really soon. It does. This is only 30 is minutes like, in. Okay, I was going to say. 30 so much more mark. happens. Okay, 30 minutes, and we still yeah. have an hour and, so like, much. five minutes left. The rest moves pretty quickly, but this, I mean, it just moves so quickly. Yeah. So Huey is already, he's just a pleased, and John is bleeding in the water. Do we have to worry about sharps? I don't know. I would be But he's not moving that fast, yeah. um, but he does get back to the dinghy, and his arm is pretty gross, and I guess that's why he wasn't moving very fast. It's pretty hurt. Yeah, because his whole arm it's is bleeding. shattered. Yeah. So this is bad. Um, Ray and the dog are on the boat with a murderer, and John is on the dinghy and only has the murder boat that is pretty much wrecked and filled with bodies. This is exactly why he should not have gone about the plan yes. this way. Yeah. Like, this is the very worst correct. case scenario. They're yeah. in it. So he's doing some more man. He's doing like manual calculations on the boat. He's kind of like pointing, doing some things to get on the ship, like get hit this broken ship to follow the course of Ray and Huey and the dog. And now we're back on the original boat, and the dog is crying and so cute. And Huey is listening to some music and dancing like a freak. And Ray oh is God, so beautiful yeah. and scared, and she looks so young and gorgeous here. And you put a note that Nicole Kidman is only, only 19. 19. Yes, can you believe that? No, she Crazy. is. She does. She looks so young. She looks beautiful, but that's. Um, pretty much all she's done so far. <laughs> so excited to see beautiful. her character develop. Yes, we'd like to see some really in-depth character development yeah. now for Nicole um, Huey sees her wake up, and he does not stop dancing. And Ray asks where John is, and Huey is like, what? <laughs> Which is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> he's just, like, completely psychotic. Um, and then Huey is just like, he's gone. Uh, and he only has himself to blame since John didn't trust Huey, which has always been Huey's problem. That's This is what Huey says. So we're mm -hmm. getting some some insight into how much of a weirdo Huey is. Um, Huey is gaslighting Ray majorly. He tells Ray that she's being aggressive when obviously he just kidnapped her and shoved her and is being menacing and wants her to forget about her husband. Yeah, let's talk about who's um, being aggressive. Yeah. yeah, and then he tells her immediately that he was watching her sleep and cool. her face fascinates him and that when she's 80, she'll still be beautiful and he knows this because he studied art. Okay. I mean, yeah. this is all, what he just said is the most, like, true thing that he's probably said this entire time. Like, she is beautiful and she will look beautiful yep. when she's 80, but, like, that's a very weird thing to say. To Super weird. He, he does call, he actually calls himself out and says that is weird, that he just said that. <laughs> so it's, like, one of the only moments of self-awareness self that Huey has. <laughs> um, this part, to me, I'm going to make you watch this after the fact, okay. is so clearly, uh, they redubbed 
the, his voice over what he's saying. No way. Because his mouth is not moving to say the words that are oh coming over. Okay. And it's really different. Like, the, the, the voice quality is super different than the rest of the movie. So this was so funny to me. I was just trying to watch it and figure out, like, what the heck did he say that they needed to, like, redo this? So we could, like, try lip-reading. We could try. It, it, it feels like it's kind of close, but it's like enough. It's off enough, or maybe the sound quality was off, off enough that they had to re-record it. I'm but it's like really obvious. Oh my god, it was so funny. It was huh. very off. Um, so Huey is insane, and he's just like, okay, we're gonna start over. Just you and me. Cool. Um, he won't take responsibility for the other boat sinking, and Ray is like, you're a liar. There was no bad salmon. She figured that out really quickly. And Huey is like, okay, do you want to do this already? I guess for sure I'll admit that I'm crazy. And he starts to claim that the people on the other boat were trying to kill him. Of course, yeah. So is he delusional, it seems? This is confusing. Now he's admitted to killing everyone, but he says it was because they were going to try to kill him. So he he's trying not to take responsibility. And yeah. trust issues, clearly. Yeah. Um, now my critique is that Ray keeps leaving the dog alone with this madman. So I do, do have this critique of Ray. Yeah. She just doesn't really seem to care about the dog. I mean, I guess she's got bigger issues, but like you are responsible for the dog. His name is Ben, the dog. I just... I would they also imagine only say that, that like, as the caretaker or, like, protector of a creature, especially after you, like, just lost your son, you might be, like, extra right, careful that's true. about that's true. your dog, which yeah. is also, like, your son. And they, and she is not. They are not. No. Um, so now we're back on the murder ship with John, and he is trying to fix it. He gets things going, and there's lights flashing, and there's music going, and it's hard to tell what's happening, but now we see there's a TV, which is fancy, on the boat. And it's playing a recording, um, and there are naked women, and showing, Huey is trying to give direction, he's behind the camera, but the people, the man in the video is yelling at him, like, shut up, you don't have good ideas, and things are starting to come together, we get that the boat was part of that advert, like, it had to do with that advertisement mm-hmm. that John found about needing four attractive women with open minds, <laughs> and clearly, Huey was not getting along with the head guy on the ship, that's what this video is showing us, which is very strange. I love that the video is just, like, the, I know, it's just plain. It's very convenient. I know. And, and like, the boat is completely capsized by water, but, like, the video works. Yeah. Okay, so the dog is now with Huey, and Huey is showing the dog the stereo while the dog cries, and I am very stressed. But Ray takes this as a distraction, like, the dog and Huey with the radio, to try to contact John on the murder ship. So okay, that was that was Yes, smart. finally they are allowing like, her character yeah, development. Yeah, so okay. she's smart. She can do both things. She's able to contact John, and he can't hear her because I think his output thing must be broken. But they do Morse code. So again, I'd be fucked, but Ray is smart and she knows Morse code. So she finds out with some clicks that he is following behind them and he helps her to stop the boat. Um, and then I put the dog is so cute because he must have been doing so something cute. cute. Similarly, your cat is trying to escape. My cat is trying to escape. Moment. Yeah. <laughs> Very, not quite as smartly as like No, not at all. She's Morse just shoving code. her paw in the door and yeah. hoping that it opens. Okay, so Ray does stop the boat, but she burns herself in the process, and she tosses the keys, but the dog goes and retrieves oh them, because remember, he, like, went yes. and got the ball. Yes, Um, And then they fight over who Ben, the dog, will bring the keys to, and obviously, I hate Huey so much in the scene, because he's being so annoying, and yeah. he's like, do a backstroke, uh, like, being really rude about the dog, and then he pulls Ray's hair and kisses her forehead, and then he pushes oh, he's her so away. Gross. So Ray realizes that, like, okay, this guy's crazy, I need to make a fake friend's truce with him, like, we're gonna be friends. So I'm going to try the manipulation tactic, like, that way. Yeah, so which I mean, her. I think that's fair. Like, I think, I don't know, I might have done something similar at this point, too. Yeah, we will get into that. I have a critique on this trope. Okay. So th- we're back on the murder ship, and John is watching the TV film that's conveniently playing of Huey and his mates fighting. Um, and this is when I realized that maybe they were, like, filming a porn or something akin to porn. I don't I know why right. I didn't get that at first. Like, that wasn't immediately clear to me with the boobs and the open minds That wasn't clear to me either. So, to be honest, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. It's a strange... They don't really ever really get too deep into that. But, like, there's something... There's, there's something, something going, going on there. Okay. So, this gets really... This is where it gets very, very scary. Um, so, John swims into some part of the boat where there are more dead bodies. And he's trying to do something by, like, stabbing the floorboards. And there's a storm. Of, of course. course. Now there has to be a yes. storm. So Ray radios again, and they communicate that essentially his ship is too damaged, and Ray realizes that she'll have to save him. He's not coming to save her. Which is like, yeah, I guess generally in 90s films or 80s films at the time, it would usually be the man saving the women, but I also feel like they start to go into that yes, territory definitely. of like, you know, empowered women. I mean, she only had like six lines at this point, yep. but like the woman should save the man. And so we'll see how that plays out. Yeah, we'll get into this. So John is literally watching Huey murder everyone now. Um, that's where we are on this like video in, in the murder boat while talking with Ray and not being able to communicate. So this is really horrible. Like this is very bad. 
Ray is again realizing, okay, I'm really going to have to fake like Huey so that I can get him to trust me and to save John. And Huey is making gross faces and it is so gross. Um, and they make out and it is disgusting. Oh, and they do a good so job awful. at showing how grossed out Ray is and how gross Huey is. And I am so uncomfortable and it is not hot. Not at all. No. And he rips her clothes off and we do see her butt and boobs. And <laughs> they, they are, are very sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> they are both so sweaty and it is just maybe like one second of her butt and one second of her boobs, but crazy. When you say I they are both that. very sweaty, do you mean both her butt and Oh, her no, I meant, <laughs> I meant Ray and Huey. Ray and Huey, okay. <laughs> Not like, her I body part. I mean, I guess they sweaty, were sweaty. I guess they were. <laughs> but both of them are sweaty. Okay. Um, so she sneaks away for a sec. She says she has to go to the bathroom, and she is getting the gun that we saw back when she was finding the ball to throw to Ben. This is the only time I'm mad at Ben. He is very barky, and he alerts <laughs> Huey, um, but she covers by claiming that she grabbed cigarettes for them after they have sex and he was like you read my mind um so now we're back to ray being sexually assaulted which is that's what it is um and the dog is trying to interrupt so we like the dog again (laughs) this is really horrible i actually had to fast forward this because ray is being raped like i hate so this is the trope that i wanted to get into i fucking hate this trope yeah a woman should not have to go through this to appease a psycho and get back to her husband and it is one of my least favorite types of tropes of like oh but she you know did what she had to she was sexually assaulted she had to like literally be raped to use this device of like look how strong and revo- resourceful she was like she's gonna get her man back and this mm-hmm. happens still mm-hmm. in entertainment today and can we stop it please i hate yeah. it i despise it because this is the character development that they give her is like it's she'll like do she anything will do anything to get back to her husband yeah and it's awful and i understand not a critique of ray at all and women that might have to do this like not at all just that they show this in media and i feel like it normalizes like oh we have to appease men with sexual favors that's so interesting I'm really glad you brought this up because I feel like when I was watching it you know I think as like a woman you're almost just relating to the feeling yes totally and I do oh my god like there's you have to find some way of getting out of this situation even if it means you're like temporarily appeasing this like disgusting man but the truth is that like that's not something to sensationalize exactly. or like turn into like this kind of repetitive, like you said, like a trope. Especially knowing that she didn't really get much else in this movie. In exactly. Like, yes. This is trauma, her trauma, trauma. Moment. Yeah. Her shining moment is being more like, trauma. let me seduce you into thinking I'm into this, yes. so that when you rape me, it doesn't. I feel like I can somehow get away afterwards. Like I have power. I yeah. have some autonomy in this. Right. Yeah. Which is like not at all what it would be. Right. I hate it. So yeah. I know again, like this. I think this is used in film today and in entertainment mm-hmm. uh, until today is, yeah. and I don't like it every time because again for real life experiences if this is happening to a woman absolutely like they have you I understand doing what you have to do to survive and and I I just don't think that this got and it never does in movies get enough attention about like the trauma we don't focus mm-hmm. on the trauma of that it's more of just like oh good you did what you had to do yeah so and I even hate it later which not not to give a spoiler but even later it's almost like she's back to normal life, yes, right? Exactly. And you're like, dude, no, you'd absolutely be so exactly. traumatized and horrified. Yes. And they make this very upsetting. Like it is really upsetting. You can feel how disgusted she is. And yeah. it, it is it's it like is well right. done in the fact that it's yes. just disgusting. Yeah. So I hate it. Um and of course there's a horrible storm. And I don't think we've seen that back on sexual assault ship, but on murder ship, it is stormy and scary. <laughs> and we have sexual assault ship and murder ship. We do. Um, so John is doing some boat stuff on murder ship, and we confirm it's blue skies on SA ship. So I don't know why Huey would also think like she'd just leave her husband and adrift and be happy with him, but he is a psycho. And then he's picking out some music after he rapes her, and he doesn't like Joni Mitchell or Julio Iglesias, but he does put on The Lion Sleeps Tonight by the Tokens. Very That's cool of what him. he chooses. Yeah, okay. And Ray is making some drug lemonade now with the sedatives. Uh-huh. and she, That is smart. Yes, it's so smart. It's yep. a great, great plan. Now she we drinks, understand why yes, there was that the long shot. Very, yeah. yeah, long thing of the sedatives. Yeah. Um, so she drinks some sips of the lemonade, which is smart, because then he doesn't doubt that it's like legit. And so he takes it. It's kind of like this weird, they have a weird back and forth, and then he takes it. She waits and, until he gets sleepy, and she preps the gun while he's like supposed to be getting you know out of it. And she does eventually go to confront him, but he's not sleepy enough, so they fight, and he does a weird little, like, friends, Ray, and this crazy blinking, and it's very funny. The gun goes off in the struggle, and he aims it at her, but he's, like, woozy and hallucinating and laughing, and it's crazy, and he fires and he misses, and now the storm has reached our sexual assault ship, and they're rocking around. And where is Ben? Where is the dog? Um, She grabs a harpoon gun, and she shoots through the door, because she's, like, blockaded herself, and blood goes through the door, through the arrow, and I was so scared it was going to be the dog on the other side when I was watching. And then mm-hmm. Huey runs up and tries to choke her. And you're like, okay, maybe it shot him. And I don't know. But then the door closes. And then it is, it is the, the dog. dog. And it's, oh, it's horrible. Bad. It's bad. Please close. 
close your eyes if you watch this. I had to zoom in to see if it was the dog because I it was I was dark on my screen and I was so upset and I had to go kiss my dog a million times and say to say sorry to Ben who deserved better. I know you're going to take us through why people don't like Ben and I would like to hear that because yes. so I fell for him. I fell for him as well. I had the same feeling. I was like, God damn it. Why do these movies do this to the poor dog? Especially because like the dog was just trying to help. Like He was barking. Overall. He, he was just a dog. He was trying. Um, no one was taking care of him. Okay, yes. But there's this website called Film School Rejects, mm-hmm. and they have this article called 12 Movies Where the Dog Dies and We're Okay with It. Oh my god. Um, and there are several movies on this list that I'm aware of, but like can't remember the specific dog scene. Okay. One of them being I Am Legend, so I have to go back and oh, remember. Oh, well, I'm not okay with it, but I understand. So, with Dead Calm, it says, first of all, why are we okay with the dog's death? And the, like, short answer to this is because the dog's an asshole. (laughs) But the long answer is John, Ray, and their dog Ben are on a sailing trip off the coast of Australia when they take a frantic man named Huey Mm -hmm. in a dinghy aboard, which you know because Laura just told you all about this. Surprise, he's a psycho. And soon John is trapped on a sinking boat while Ray and the madman sail away. And Ben does nothing about it. Not okay, only he's a dog. He is a dog. You're right. Not only does the dog swim out and retrieve the engine he does key do that. that Ray tosses in the hopes of stalling the boat. He does that. Uh, he also barks to alert Huey to Ray's whereabouts as yes. she's trying to assemble a gun. He did that but too. But Ben's worst defense is that he befriends Huey to the point that he lets the creep get busy with Ray while his master is struggling to stay afloat a few miles away. Okay, he doesn't let it. He's a dog. <laughs> he's not he like can. one of those big... We also have yeah, to say, Yeah, like, he's a small terrier. Yeah, he's a little baby terrier. Like, yeah. he's not like a giant, like, greyhound or No, like, he something. looks like a Karen Terrier mix to me. So, I don't think he would do much to Billy. He to does ben, bark when... when Huey is sexually assaulting Nicole Kidman, actually. He does bark. Yeah, you're right. And, and then so, Huey's mad. They end this by saying, so yes, it's already long overdue by the time Ben gets <gasps> skewered at the wrong end no. of a spear gun. I don't agree with this website at all. I know. And I hope that they I know. die in a fire. I hate it. I feel like Not they're the people, expecting... Not the people, just the website. They have very high expectations of a terrier. Like, they have Seriously, very he's high like a small dog. He's like, no, the, Nicole Kidman should have been protecting him. Or uh, Sam Neill. So yeah, I disagree. Honestly, I don't think this dog deserved to die. I don't think any dog deserves to die, especially the second son. Yeah, has died. No, this th- I completely disagree. And it was a very, very sad, horrible death. I hated it. It was. They, oh God, it was very traumatic. Again, this is a '90s thrillery sort of thing. Like you they see this in Fear. It's dog. horrible in Fear. Oh, in Fear, God. Oh my God. Um, tons of movies like The Secret Window with Johnny Depp. Oh my the God. The dog and. Dies oh, kind of similarly in that, just in terms yeah. of like being a single white female, another one that you yep. haven't finished, but also horrible dog. Death. Yeah. Okay. So we spent a good amount of time on this dog death as it deserves, and it is yes. awful. Um, we have to move on. Yeah. Ugh, but don't fast forward through that part. So Huey is now tied up, and Ray is wearing a weird white windbreaker trying to get off the boat. She looks so weird. Um, trying to get back to very the human murder ship. Yeah. But it's very strange. It's it very is. stark. Yeah. Um, yeah. So back on human murder ship, things are not going well for John. The storm has not been kind to this already wrecked boat, and he has to go down into the cabin and can basically only breathe in a little pocket of oh, air, which is a nightmare. Terrifying. That was terrifying. It gets worse. Things are looking bleak on human on human murder boat and dog murder boat <laughs> since Huey is waking up, and John has to now breathe out of a disgusting tube filled with like oh a my pipe. God, I forgot it's about a pipe this. filled with roaches, which he spells out, and it is absolute nightmare fuel. It's horrible. Oh my god, that was one of the most horrifying parts. Of that so movie. stressful. It's so so stressful. I don't know if I would want to breathe if I was going to be breathing roaches. I don't Same. Know. And he pushes them out but then he has to just breathe and it's like a rusty pipe it's horrible so john realizes like no i can't do this and he luckily swims down and breaks through the ship's broken hull good for him and then he sets the boat on fire so it can be like a light to ray um and he's on a life raft and it is nighttime ray sees that the boat is on fire so he can't be that far away um and she starts to direct them there but huey has kicked on the door where she had trapped him and he eventually breaks free using a mirror shard that broke earlier to un- uncut, like, cut his ties. He comes up onto the deck, and Ray shoots him with that harpoon gun, and she shoots him in the shoulder, and she's about to shoot him in the neck, but he's, like, creepy smiling, and so instead gross. she knocks him out. 
Um, and she sets him adrift in the life raft, which is nice for her because I would have shot him and thrown him overboard. Yeah, because also she shouldn't have done that. Because she should not have done that. Giving I'm him saying the that's nice, but that is stupid. Why'd she do that? Why she not? I mean, I guess she didn't want to be. We a all know that in '90s thrillers, the yeah, the murderer come back. comes back and isn't dead. <sighs> yeah, even when you shoot them with a harpoon gun, and and they should be dead, and they're on a little life raft. So then John and Ray do reunite. The crazy breathing music is back. Um, the scene is so so funny because you can see their body doubles when she's pulling John onto what? the boat. Oh my so God. it is fully a huge large man in a carrot top wig as Nicole Kidman gigantic hands pulling up this man (laughs) and then it's like her thin slender hands like a second later (laughs) I love that you noticed it's so funny I did not notice this um so now it's morning and they're looking into the water and it appears that the life raft is back and it's attached to their boat which would mean Huey survived and came back and Ray shoots it with the flare gun and we see a bloody handprint on the boat. And mm-hmm. I believe that that was the end. And then they decided to shoot this additional ending. I think that's probably where they left things. It's kind of ambiguous. Did he, does he end up living? Does he die? Yeah. And that I think that would have been better. Agreed. I feel like they should have yes. ended it there. But now we have a scene of Ray and John talking about what they're going to eat. It's like beautiful. They're sunning themselves. Ray is laying back, her head tipped back on the deck. And she is talking about eating fresh asparagus and pasta with pasta. Pasta. Pasta with basil. <laughs> While bloody hands rub While her bloody head. hands rub her head. Give her a scalp massage. So these bloody hands come into frame. They're rubbing her head as she's tipping her head back and talking about asparagus and pasta and basil. Um, and this is a very upsetting scene. Very. And Huey has returned. He's come back to kill her. Of course. Um, and he is strangling her. And then John dramatically turns. This is kind of what you were talking about earlier. That like really funny slow-mo like yes. crazy turn. And he shoots Huey in the mouth with a flare gun, which is, like, neon pink in his mouth. And he he falls falls off the boat with his head on fire. And Ray and John stare without any real emotion. (laughs) It's just done. And then cue crazy breathing music. It's bad. So that is dead calm. That is dead calm. I hated the ending. I'm not going to lie. No, yeah. The ending was really bad. I think it's so funny. It's very funny to me. It is funny. It's fucking hilarious. I mean, for one thing, Nicole Kidman is just like rubbing her head. I know into, into the bloody hands, and I would think by you would smell the blood. I, feel I know like you would smell the blood. Agreed. He's very bloody, and it's getting all over her head. Yes, it's like he's giving her a blood massage. Yeah, she. Oh, she. Blood. I should say that uh, Sam Neill, John was kind of shampooing her hair. It seems. Okay, that's right. Yeah, and so she was expecting the scalp massage, but but. Honestly, why would you be that relaxed? I know. Why would you be Again, sitting on a boat with your head almost off the boat? Well, like you said, like, mm, John. He went back. She went back to just like normal life after this super traumatic thing, which yeah. is very unrealistic. Within and again, minutes. does not give our female protagonist any layers. She's what just back dog? to normal. She doesn't care about the dog. No, she, they don't care well, about Ben. I knew she didn't care about Ben. <laughs> they didn't care about Ben at all. She's Ben not caring about Ben. <laughs> oh my god. But yeah, the asparagus and talking about pasta. Like, I think it's like angel hair pasta or something yeah. that she's talking. Which I'm like, this does sound delicious, but it does. This does not seem like something that should be. I mean, also, where are they getting that? They've been adrift at sea. Yeah, where the fuck is this asparagus? Where did they get from? the fresh asparagus? You're right. Like they didn't take it from Billy's aim. No, because they talk about the lemons when she's making lemonade, and he's like, "Isn't it so funny? These lemons floating with us." And the, it's very—it's a weird line. Oh my god, that's so um, funny. I don't but they don't that. talk about asparagus. There's no asparagus. Like to lemons, be seen. I'm like, okay, you might. You can have those for a, for a while. Asparagus has like maybe a week. Yeah. And they've been on this boat for like a month. Yeah. So unless there was a like a time. fresh produce boat that just like was sailing by, that they were like, "Hello, five dollars, can I have some asparagus?" I don't think they're which having we fresh know that there's or croissants. No they're apparently having croissants. I don't know. Yeah, which wouldn't be stale by then. You no, know, like they would be. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, that's horrible. And the fact that he like shoots. He ha- he also seems to shoot through the sail. Like, he does. Yeah. And then the, like, the flare gun just so goes correct. right in his mouth, and it is literally neon pink, and yep. then he's dead. So this ending, I agree with you that is not it's not great. However, I will say that I think the reason it's not great is based on some of the facts that I looked up. Sounds like and that you found on Wikipedia, it sounds like they the producers or Warner Brothers or whatever wanted them to have a less ambiguous ending. So at the end of the day, it is not the creatives making the film That's true. that fucked it up. Yep. It was the stupid big money yeah, studio, right. Warner Brothers. So they suck for doing that. And also, I think if they had ended it with the bloody handprint, I would have been like, that's a good ending. Like, we wouldn't have had to see the bloody scalp massage, yes. although that was enjoyable just from... It was, it was funny. funny. It was perfect, um, yeah. And we wouldn't have been able to really hear Nicole Kidman say pasta and basil. <laughs> um, but I think it would have been better. Me too. For, it would have been film. a stronger ending. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to play you the music. Okay, great. Um, oh, no. Not this. Oh, no. Oh, we boy. always have to have an ad, though. Yes. 
Okay, let me turn this down and then we can play the music. Just because if you don't remember it, it is really crazy and it's worth listening to. Let me okay. see if we can get to it. Oh, here's the end. Oh, yeah. All so, the okay, do you hear food. the music? Okay, yes. Cool. <laughs> and then that crazy. <laughs> <laughs> this is like, there's no actual sound on the boat right now. It's Here just... it is. Here's the breathing. What the? And why, they, why are they looking look like at their proud? faces? They just don't even really look like anything. They're just kind of like, eh. They look, they look like they're looking at something like a, a like a dog that like walking by just like <laughs> walking by i actually feel like they in an alternate reality are looking at ben meet another dog and like oh and make a friend have a friendship like, okay i feel like they almost look like oh wait i thought you, i thought you meant huey i was like oh. okay i see yeah no they're no, dogs i feel like they look like they are low-key proud of something a little they do. bit proud yeah He's kind of smiling, and she just kind of has a neutral face. And I bet the direction to them was like, look accomplished. Mm -hmm. Look like yeah, you right. defeated someone. Yeah. But that would be a weird look to have at it that is. moment. Yeah. And you would be terrified. Like, not only did you lose your son recently, you lost your dog, Ben, you didn't care about. And, <laughs> and then your wife just got a bloody scalp massage. Yeah, and she probably, <laughs> I don't know if she shared, I mean, obviously they don't, oh, we're yeah, not privy to that if she shares all of the trauma that she went through to right. get back to him that she had to essentially but she's stone face. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's such a nineties. Well, it is 1989. So not quite nineties, but it's such a thriller filled with those sorts of tropes, which again, it's formulaic. So it's like, you know, all of this is kind of right. coming and the ending did make it more so that cause it's a closure of like the bad guy lost. Oh, you know what else I just realized basically by Warner brothers coming in and saying like, Oh, you need to do this new ending. They basically took away Ray's, victory and being the one to save you're right to save oh shit you're husband right from yep the bad guy because then it was sam Neill because again. then it was him at the end yeah who saved With the flare gun in the mouth yeah, she was like all vulnerable yep. and he saved her when she you're was right. about to get killed when really she was the one that yeah. she, ultimately in in the original plan which really truly makes this a whole different film yep if you think about it it does because it was her you know, again, we hate the circumstances of her having to, like, overcome this psychopath and get back to her yeah. husband. But she did, and she was the victor. And then it, yeah, just allowed Sam Neill to drop their breakfast, do a crazy turn, yeah. grab the flare and just gun, have the slow -mo, and shoot him like, in the mouth. victory of shooting, yeah. Also, this was something that bugged me throughout the entire film, is I hate when an antagonist doesn't really have a clear plan or a clear, or a clear reason to be. Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess because he was just psycho, but, like, he would have... Why did he need to come back and kill her? I know. I mean, there was he no motivation been... other than just revenge. Yeah. I mean, clearly he was someone who, like, almost seemed to have some sort of, like, schizophrenia type of... Yeah, they do that a little. I feel like they didn't commit to any specific motive from him. Because he could have just been a kind of shitty dude who, like... Right. ...happened to be, like, seasick and then also just be, like, rageful with, like, his like untrusting nature and like feeling like people were out to get him so he killed all these people on the boat which seems extreme yeah because he but gave then, him, they gave him a little bit of the motive right of like oh no one was agreeing with me and so the very, people on the other boat weren't agreeing male, with him people male. weren't listening to me and so i killed them all yeah and like obviously that's crazy to kill yeah. them all but like that's kind of you have like a motive at least and then like at one part he seems to have zero motive like his motive is that he's delusional and paranoid yeah. And so he's thinking, these people are going to kill me, so I'm killing them. And then they switch back to kind of him having motive from people not listening to him and, and yeah. having this, like, revenge sort of outlook. So it's a, it's a little bit, they didn't fully form his frustrations either for what, or what motivates him to be such a psychopathic murderer, which is, again, kind of common in right. those types Especially of Especially not enough so to be, like, he literally got sent out to sea on, like, a boat and then came back. And massage Nicole Kidman's <laughs> head for a little bit before strangling her. You're right. Oh my god, yeah. Like that doesn't it's seem It's just a really funny I'm just thinking thinking of the execs cooking that up. So yeah, of being like, like, okay, this is gonna this make is this our film ending. better. This yeah. will but again, it's like what was like had praise from critics, but it wasn't like it did great at the box office. I mm -hmm. think it was just kind of like a cult thing. Yeah. Apparently this was like a movie that took forever to film. It took four months to film this movie and actually be on this boat in the Great Barrier Reef off of Australia. So wow. I would be so seasick. I get so crazy oh, seasick. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yes. Because it really is. It's filmed, 
it was filmed on a boat, not like on a stage or anything. Right. They did no, all they the were, shots actually. And I guess like going into the backstory, like the tragic backstory of the the son's death, that was some a decision made by this director. It wasn't part of the original book or the first adaptation. Oh, interesting. It was like they said it was sort of this distant, like, oh yeah, she lost a son. They lost a son, but they didn't like have a toddler ejected through <laughs> you know, they kind Got of it. added so up. So they made this that is more... the Hollywood version. Got it. Yeah. Um, maybe. But there was this quote from, I think it was from the director, but don't quote me on that, from someone involved in the movie, said that they like that her character goes from weakness to power, girlhood mm-hmm. to womanhood. Oh, no. Hate that. Loss to regrowth. Oh, boy. You lost me at the girlhood. <laughs> like girlhood to, to womanhood. womanhood. And weakness to power. I mean, not really. At the end, it's kind You're of You're right. Like they took away, away her power again. Uh, yeah. What I was going to say about her being 19 is that actually the character in the book is supposed to be like 35 Ugh. so in the book it's supposed to be an older woman but they not older well, yeah that's like our age right um <laughs> but in the movie they actually decided to make the main character younger and have her be 24 because they wanted nicole kidman to wow. play this character and then they decided it would be more relatable like coming of age kind of girlhood to womanhood that was sort of the angle there so that was interesting hollywood is fucked and has been it's very strange yeah yeah Yeah. so that was the movie thank you for actually for watching it yes thank you again for suggesting it to me because again it's not one that like when i put it on i honestly wanted to turn it off immediately yeah and then it took like five minutes and i was like okay i'm in it from this ridiculous you know child being ejected scene and Yep. trying to figure out what's going on. And it does move along at a really fast pace. I Very think you had this pace, in a yeah. note somewhere else that like having only three characters is really interesting. You don't often get that yeah. in films and you kind of don't even realize it because it does move along so quickly and they go boat, they flash back between the two boats. There's only two really interesting. Yeah. yeah. Other than the beginning. So that is, it was cool. They did a good job making it still really engaging and like not boring at any parts. Ridiculous all throughout. Yeah. I always really like when films or TV shows like do a certain episode or whatever mm-hmm. where it's just the characters, like yeah. a small number of characters in like one location. Yeah, the and single location very little, like, then becomes yeah. a character. Like each of the boats were a character. I mean, we yeah. called them murder ship. Murder ship, dog murder murder yeah. ship, and people murder ship. Um, well, now I just have to ask you because we'll probably do this one at some point. You, I know that you started Single White Female at one yes, point, but this was another one where you probably weren't familiar with it, right? Yeah. And you were probably like, I, did. I don't want to watch it, I'm going to turn it off. I did. But how far into it do you think you got? I probably got 20 minutes, not enough. Okay. Not okay. long. So I do need to start it from the beginning again. Um, And it's like, my mom always called, <laughs> my mom would say Single White Female, like about people. Like she would use it as like a, you know, like they're a stalker, they're like, copying and like whatever because oh, she really liked the movie oh so i don't know okay. how i haven't seen it oh my gosh we should like interview your mom about the movie oh my after god you watch it i feel like she saw it one time or something okay, well, and uh like way back when i, I thought it was say, a lifetime you can't movie. be prepared oh my god you can't be prepared for that dog really demise yeah it's not so much that it's gross it's just that it's awful it's like <laughs> imagining that happening is no awful. okay well i need a break i need yeah a, you need, need a break from dog death. i need dog a movie death. next our next movie no animals can kiss die. the girls no dogs die or animals i don't think any animals die okay so, all right maybe yeah. that's our next one all right okay well thank, thank you. you for joining yes thank you for suggesting the movie and listening to me retell it um, yeah, I'm glad that you did because you caught things that I had not <laughs> even noticed the first time around. So it'll be yeah. fun to rewatch. And we will be back with another 90s, this time true 90s. True 90s. Thriller. Um, although we are doing early 2000s as well because yes. they're kind of all lumped in together. And there's some great ones from the early 2000s too. Yeah, I would say like there's a 15-year time period, like 1989 through yep. like 2004. Where they were just pumping them out. Yes, and yeah. we have a lot of material to cover, so yes. get ready. Definitely. <laughs> okay, well, this was fun. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye.